Well, welcome. Welcome to Dear Matchmaker. I am your host with the most matchmaker and dating coach, Kat Cantrell. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. I have a returning guest for you today. I have Kim Coffin because she talks about all things sex. And I do believe that, uh, you know, sex is a part of life. Sex is a part of dating. It's a part of marriage. It's a part being single. It's, it's important to have these conversations, especially when it comes to, uh, when it comes to sex and understanding more about our own bodies and about the things that we want, because the more we understand about we, what we want, the more that we're able to communicate those things with, uh, with our partners. And Kim is the expert. And so I invited her to come back. Uh, we talk about, we talk about all things. We talk about Tantra. We talk about, uh, just sex in general. We talk about our, our relationships with our bodies. I dive in a little bit more about, uh, you know, my philosophy on sex and dating. Uh, even though I know that some of you give me pushback on that and that's totally fine. We all have our own philosophies on it and that's completely fine. But I love the fact because Kim and I, she comes on here and we have this open conversation and, uh, she's just such, uh, I just, love the topics that we talk about and it's really easy to talk to her for, uh, long periods of time. So, uh, but before I go into the interview with Kim today, I want to remind you that dear matchmaker is here for you. So if you're brand new to the show, welcome to the show. Uh, dear matchmaker is designed to give you the tools that you need to have an empowered life to help you in your own vetting process. Cause sometimes, uh, people want to, they want to be empowered. They want to know, okay, uh, this is what I need to do in order to have a greater dating life, maybe to fall back in love with it so that you can attract that healthy partner that you've solely have always wanted. And that's what Dear Matchmaker is designed for. And if you are listening and you ever have any questions and you want me to answer them here for you on the show, you can always go to theheartagency.com, which is, that's, uh, this podcast is funded by, uh, it's a passion project of mine. You can find matchmaking and dating coaching and workshops and uh, all the things. And, uh, you can also find your matchmaker and you can fill out a form and your, your question too can be answered here. So if you are listening and you're like, yep, I want to be a part of it. Uh, of course I answer it anonymously, but I would love, love, love to hear from you. So please make sure and check it out. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and dive on in. So Kim, let me read a little bit of her bio, even though we've had her on before. So Kim is a certified trauma-informed somatic body-based empowerment, sex, love, and relationship coach graduate of Layla's Martin's Institute of Integrated Tantric Sexuality and founder of Get Your Sexy Back, which I'm so excited because I've been on her podcast a couple of times too. She specializes in feminine sexuality, tantric sex, and relationship transformation, giving you the tools to unleash your sexual confidence and unlock profound new levels of self-love, pleasure, empowerment, and intimacy with yourself and in your relationships. By creating deep trust and safety in your body and mind, Kim will show you how to reconnect with your body to activate your turn on, heal heartbreak and shame, reclaim your natural sense of self so that you can truly step into unapologetic power. 
All right. I'm so excited. So ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome back to the podcast, Kim Coffin. The beautiful Kim Coffin is back with us here on Dear Matchmaker. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so, I'm so excited to have you back. Thank you. We have such fun talking. We could just talk we like do. for a week for a week straight. I know. We, it's <laughs> I just I just love the fact that we get on and we're like, what do we want to talk about this time? Oh, let's talk about this. Yes, let's explore that. And I I'm excited to talk about our topic today. In fact, it's not uh I don't I don't think I've ever I don't know much about it. So I'm excited to learn about it. I'm excited to learn about how it, it can enhance a single's life. I'm excited to learn more about the work and, and how it, and, uh, what you teach and how you help singles. So I, uh, I talk about sex. I kind of sprinkle in sex here and there when it comes to dear matchmaker, because it's, it's something that has to be addressed obviously because in the dating world. And, but I think that what your, what you teach is, is much bigger than just talking about having sex on dates, mm -hmm. um, is talking about really the relationship of, of with yourself. And so we're going to talk about sacred sexuality today. Yeah. I'm Otherwise so known as Tantra, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise known as tantric sex or tantra, tantra can yes. be either. It's all the same. And, and it's interesting. You said even there, like we have to kind of talk about it. I think we, it is a must like, okay. It yeah. has to be talked yeah. about and not if you're in a relationship either. Like right? if you're also solo, like it is the connection to who you are and knowing who you are. And to me, it's so you can go out and show up in your yeah. unapologetic power and attract the person that you desire. So to me, it's like a must, yes. <laughs> a must. Yes. Uh, and for those who don't already know me, I'm Kim Coffin. I'm an empowerment, sexuality, sex, love, relationship, and Tantra coach. So I do all of those things. And, you know, basically what that means is I, I teach people by creating deep, deep trust and safety within their body and body mind, how to feel that safety and trust so that they can reconnect to their body too. So they can reconnect to their pleasure so they can activate their turn on from within heal heartbreak and shame and really reclaim their natural, sensual, authentic self and step into their full unapologetic power. No, hold backs whatsoever. So they can, that means they can attract whatever they want. The partner yes. of their dreams, the business of their dreams, their clients of their dreams, the rays of their dreams, whatever, whatever that may be. And you say it so, it sounds so romantic the way that you mm. describe it. It sounds so, uh, it, as if it is like an, an, like a, an absolute must when it comes to development of relationships with ourselves and with each other. And, um, when, so when someone comes to you and, and they're brand new and they want to explore more about Tantra and the benefits and what it can do for them, what is that? What is that? How does that journey even begin? Yeah. Mm such a delicious, delicious question. And I loved how you worded it, that it, it is that connection to self, that deep, sensual knowing and self. There's so many reasons why 
So it depends why one person may come, right? They could come because they're like, I am so disconnected from my sexuality. Did you just say pussy? Oh my God, we need to talk. They could come because they know there's more, or maybe they have pain in, in having sex or shame around self-pleasuring or touch. And they just know that the sex topic is very hard to have, right? And I, of course it is, of course it is for so many reasons, like just our conditioning that we've been raised in just, you know, whether we have our own trauma or the collective trauma, it is thick. The messages we have received about our bodies, about our pleasure, about our pleasure as women being for ourselves first, not for men. If we're talking about um, that kind of relationship, Mm -hmm. there's so many messages that have left so many women so disconnected, so confused, so shy. A lot of sex will show up and be very performative or very alcohol or drug induced. That can be right. And I was that for years. So no shame if that's the way it is. That's when we had the best sex. So I thought, you know, that's when I was able to release and put down all the baggage I was carrying and have a little fun. But there's so much more. So people can come to me for many, many different reasons. Other couples come to me because they know their sex life is great, but they want to up level it. They want to play with all that is available to them because there's so much when we drop into the world of Tantra. So if we're working one-on-one, um, it's very, you know, private. It's very discreet. We're cameras are off if we're going through a practice or I give a recording afterwards so they can practice in between. There's so many messages and layers that we want to break down before we just jump in and play with sacred sexuality. We want to look at what your thoughts are now, what your thoughts on your body, what you're holding, how's your communication, how's your intimacy. And that could be with yourself or with your partner. How is that connection feeling? So, you know, really depends where somebody or some couple is at, but we really get to dissect that and see. And then from there, we get to play. We get to cultivate intimacy, cultivate more connection. We use many, many different tools and practices to help you practice. It is a practice. Sacred sexuality can be practiced solo or as a couple. And it is a practice just like yoga, just like working out. It's something that we can develop and we can come home in our bodies in. And it ends up being a really, really sacred, and that's why it's sacred sexuality, really connected, really juicy, really, yes, like this feels good in my body. And it makes me feel connected to the universe, to the power within, to the earth, to all of everything, the vastness of everything. And we are all connected, but many of us feel disconnected. And this just brings us home in so many ways. And you can ask as many questions as you want. I know I went on a tangent. (laughs) No. One thing that comes to mind is... And maybe, maybe this is the episode where I kind of will start asking some questions where this is a safe place Yeah, because I feel like with, with matchmaking. So when I initially started my matchmaking business, it was, you can come to me for matchmaking and I will help you and help you find your person. But what I realized, and you touched on this is 
we all have stories of ro romance, sexuality, sex, uh, previous relationships. Like we all have these stories that we're carrying around our bodies. Um, yes. And one of the things I realized with my practice is that people are constantly seeking answers outside of themselves mm. versus coming home. And I'm sure you mm -hmm. and I have talked about this before coming home to us first and, mm -hmm. and changing that story and rewriting it and accepting and like understanding okay, where does that come from? Where does that come from? So for me, like my practice switched where it's not just matchmaking. It's we're going to sit down and figure out what the story you have with this first. Why do you feel unlovable? Why do you feel like you're not compatible? Why do you feel like you're not able to find someone? Like, let's figure out all of those questions and all of those problems. If even though it's like, I feel like they're not problems. They are, they're all part of our threading. It's what makes us to where to who we are, but yet like understanding what that story is in order to get out of our own way, to have, to open the doors or up, open the floodgates to mm -hmm. what's there. And I get, I get frustrated sometimes because I feel you, you mentioned, you said something where realizing after they do this work and then realizing everything that's there and available to them in order to explore, do you feel like people are still in that space, especially with couples? And I know this is Dear Matchmaker, we talk about singles, but I'm curious, just like with couples, do you find that that's like, what does that, what does that whole process look like? Does that include uh, opening up the relationship to allow other people in? Does that include just exploring more with one another? Like what when we talk about really having being playful and being joyful in our, in our sex lives, like what, what does that look like with the practice that you do with sacred sexuality? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it can be practiced solo. And I recommend people do start solo. Mm. Now, if you're like, eh, I feel safer in couple, Hey, couple, Hey, go and practice in couples, but the solo connection and then really feeling, you know, we're playing with energy, we're playing with movement, we're playing with sound, we're playing with our sensual and sexual energy, we're playing with our own intimacy. And it really does unlock kind of what you were saying, coming home to ourselves and looking yeah. for the answers within ourselves. It really connects, especially a woman, it, men as well. But for women, I can speak to that really, really well, as you can see, um, yes. as it really connects us to our innate inner wisdom that is already within us, which would be within our pelvic bowl, within our womb, within our creator of life. It just doesn't have to be babies here, right? It's creator of everything we want to put out. Our womb holds all of these beautiful, beautiful answers. And we can connect to our pelvic bowl and listen for consent. Do you want me to, I'm holding a jade egg here just because I have one at my desk. Do you want me to put a jade egg in right now? No. Okay. Like learning to listen. Do you want me to touch you right now? Do, how do you want to be touched right now? Like you can really start to listen to these little conversations with embody 
And by doing so, we are cultivating epic, epic trust within our body. We are healing past shit. We all carry past shit, whether we've been penetrated too soon, penetrated against really our thoughts. Maybe it was alcohol. Who knows? There's so many different ways and reasons. Um, many, many women are penetrated way too early. It actually takes us 20 minutes to fully be turned on before we should ever be penetrated. And many mm. women do not know that. So there's so many pieces that we can learn how to connect and listen to our body. And then when we're connected, we can, okay, what next program do I want to launch into the world? How do I want to do this? So first I would say it would start I recommend starting solo, starting mm. with sacred sexuality solo. And no, to your question of does it involve bringing other people in? No, it does not have to. Like that is a total different um, question if you want to play with monogamy or not. And you can decide to do that as well side by side to yeah. playing with Tantra. But Tantra is typically that intimacy with self, sacred sexuality, cultivating that sacred within our own bodies and then also sharing it with one partner and many people do choose to do other things right that's totally a separate conversation though right yes yeah and when I go to tantric retreats like there can be um either all women I've been to that also this summer with all women in Costa Rica and it was I incredible. saw that we're all practicing of course solo but side yeah. by side and yeah. we're all sex, love, relationship, and tantra coaches. So we've been playing with this for a few years. Our, our retreat was canceled due to COVID. So we, we got it this summer. So we're practicing side by side. And that's another level um, that if you're not ready for, you're not ready for, right? And then I've right. also been to another retreat this fall that was co-ed. And that was another level for me of I'm in my body, on my mat, in my space, holding my boundaries, and I get to practice among the feminine and the masculine. And that was, I was ready for that. I didn't realize how ready I was for that. I am also married and in a monogamous relationship, but I got to go practice and hold my boundaries. And it was so healing for me. So mm -hmm. healing to say, no, thank you. Um, and I honor your desire, but it's not, no, thank you. That's it. Don't know any other explanation, right? But to, to come back into the sovereignty of your own body is so beautiful. And again, it can be practiced as a couple as well. You can do both. But what it allows us to do is to really heal, number one. Yeah. It might not be our goal, but it's healing. It is right. also activating tons and tons of pleasure in many different practices, many different ways. Pleasure is doing a few things. It's fun. It's lighting us up. It's turning us on. It is also nervous system regulating. So if we're doing the healing work as well, it is holding our body and flooding it with lots of pleasure, filling up our tank so that we can feel really supported and nourished and grounded. That is the biggest word I hear from the most people is the grounding that comes mm -hmm. from me. They just mm -hmm. feel it. And that is that unshakable trust that I've cultivated through sacred sexuality, practicing mainly solo. I do practice with my partner as well, but mainly solo. Mm -hmm. um, that's where I've cultivated this relationship, this unshakableness, this confidence. And it, it magnetizes the same caliber of people, of clients, of friends, if I was looking for a partner, of partners to me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, when, 
So when people decide, because I feel like the work that you do, that there has to be, there's, there is like a certain amount of awareness that someone has to have to be like, okay, this is something that I want to explore more, to know more about myself, to open these doors, to possibly start the healing process versus thinking that the solution again is, is with other relationships and having, because I've seen a lot in the single world, I've seen a lot of people on for multiple different reasons, put band-aids on things, right? And mm -hmm. it's, it's much easier to sit back and blame other people. It's, uh, it's much easier to maybe possibly that if you do have a disconnected relationship with your body, that it could be easier just to find multiple partners and think that that is the solution again, to figure that, that maybe this might be the answer that you're seeking. And so when people finally say, okay, I'm ready to not put a bandaid on this anymore. I'm ready to address the matters at hand to be able to slowly start to unwrap, to peel these layers of, of what's going on underneath. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, I'm tired of the games. I'm tired of doing all of this stuff outside of myself. Obviously I can't, I, I do struggle with my sexuality or I do struggle with that with sex myself, or I have my own trauma or story that comes along with it. What is that first step for them? Like, what is, what do you suggest? What do you suggest that they do in order to really start this process of exploring more into Tantra? Yeah. The first step, honestly, and it might feel like the hardest, but as soon as you do it, you'll be like, whew, that wasn't as hard as I thought is literally hopping on a call and talking. Yeah. That honestly, because it breaks down all of, you know, the biggest fears. That's the fear. The biggest fear is right before we say yes. Right. Or like, hey, what's going to happen? But, and as you said, and I love that, how you said this, like we're not, and this is the tantric philosophy as well. We are not fixing. There is nothing right. actually wrong. Everything is already within us. It's just been buried and buried and buried. So we're going deeper and reconnecting again to who we are and bringing that into natural alignment. And the, all of these practices, sacred sexuality will really help like really shame, trauma, blockages wow. around your body, around pleasure, about being yourself, attracting a partner, your enoughness. Oh my gosh. Like your worthiness, your too muchness, all right. of that. So it's really about taking the first step. It's about, okay, like if you feel like in your body, you're like, ooh, this sounds good. And ooh, I'm scared at the same time. Okay. It's yeah. okay. Totally okay. That is our, our brain. And it's trying to keep us safe from something we're not used to practicing, but leaning in and, and practicing it. There's a few different ways. Different people can work with me that way. Um, my sacred pleasure membership, which we probably talked about last time on the membership yeah. is also sacred sexuality. We're using sacred sexuality solo. Um, I work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. I work with them one-on-one -on -one for women, for men, for non-binary. And I also work on one-on-two -on -two for couples. So you could work that way. I also offer only once a year, uh, tantric weekend retreats that are virtual. So you can do one for couples and coming up in October. And there's one for singles, women only in my singles in November. So really it's like leaning into whatever level serves you 
If you want more of a group, really gentle program, the Sacred Pleasure membership is beautiful, very slow. Start introducing, but start practicing. It's like going for a workout. If you're going to go to the gym and you want to get fit, what are you going to do? Well, you can't just sit and think about it. You have to, okay, go for a walk or start picking up the weights. You have to take a step towards it. If you want just a little taste, the Tantric Weekend Retreat, they're amazing. They're totally virtual. And if you know you have a lot of trauma and you want to start releasing a lot of conditioning and you want more, let's talk because the one-on-one option actually includes both of the first two options as a bonus for my one-on-one private clients. So it's totally an option, but you, you want to take a step. And if you don't know what is for you, just book a call. I offer free calls. Um, ask your questions. Ask your questions tell you know what you're afraid of i'm happy to go into that because everybody's individual right and it's the work that you do is so delicate and because people are being in there's a state of vulnerability when they when they come to you and it's it's I, i feel that we that's the work that i do as well is that people get to a point where they're like okay I'm ready to reach out and, and to be vulnerable and to talk to somebody and, and to figure out, you know, what's going on. Um, because I, yeah. I think the work that you're doing is so valuable for multiple reasons. But the first thing that comes to my mind is I think it's important for us to understand our body and our needs. Like one of the things that I'm constantly telling singles about is that just because you have needs, it does not mean that you're needy. Uh, we've been told that we're needy by people, uh, in our past. And so we take that on as if, you know, our needs are us being needy. And I think having needs sexually is also important to pay attention to. And if you don't know what those are, uh, how can you possibly communicate those with a partner, Mm -hmm. with a potential partner and understand more of of what, you know, what is it that really does turn you on? What are the things that uh, excite you when it comes to, uh, when it comes to pleasure, when it comes to sex? And I always say, we don't know what we don't know. And I think exactly. that you can, and I think the, the work that you're doing with couples too is so important because sometimes couples don't even have that relationship with themselves. And so they're exploring each other and figuring out more things, but then as they're releasing and understanding more and more about, oh, Hey, okay. All right. Maybe this, or maybe that, and this is, and having that open communication. Um, I have to, I have to, so I have to, I have to tell you the story. So I, I posted a reel on Instagram and it was about not inviting someone in on the first date. And it really caused some pushback from the community mm-hmm. on my, on my reel. And, um, my, my message was, was that for someone to, for me, if you're getting to know someone in the early stages, that sometimes having sex too early releases oxytocin, which can sometimes cloud. And we start to make excuses for when red flags start to pop up, because we're already starting to have this intimate relationship with someone. Mm. And someone has pushed back and said, I must sleep with them on the first date to know if we're sexually compatible. Mm. And I wanted to kind of ask you like, what is, and it's okay if you disagree with me, like, what is, what is your take on that? 
Yeah, I actually see both sides. Yeah, I kind of I do see too, both. But yes, yeah. And and my input on that would be when you're that connected and you can listen to your body, you can go to the bathroom, get away from him for her, whoever it may be for a moment, check in. Mm. What feels aligned? What feels good? Is my full body like pussy, heart, mind, all of it? Is it aligned? Does it feel like a no? Does it feel like a maybe? Does it feel like a yes? And all of those are no. (laughs) Unless you have a full fuck yes from a fully aligned body, it wouldn't be a yes. But if you did have a full fuck yes, I want to invite them in, then I'd say go ahead. Hmm. So it really would depend on what your body's saying. Because when we can connect to body and, and not just to our hormones and to our turn on and that way. Like, yes, that's a very superficial and it's there, but when we can really listen to the innate wisdom within our body and check into what body wants, our body will actually give us a much, much clearer answer than our brain will. I think I agree with you. I think (laughs) that you have to have enough self-awareness and I think it's, yeah, making sure that it's all aligned because I think, and I, I feel like the twenties, that whole generation is very much of a hookup culture to where they do have these ideas of, of what intimacy, sexuality, like what these things mean to them. Cause I feel like the older we get, the more wiser we become, the more aware we are of our bodies because we finally will start paying attention and maybe it's getting better. I know I've had conversations with my 20 somethings. I'm sure you have too. It's very Um, disconnected generally. And that's okay. They're playing. It is right. Um, Do you feel like with the work that you do with your clients when it comes to sacred sexuality, what do you think are other than like the, what we, the things that we were mentioning before, what are, what are the, what, as they start to explore, what are the roadblocks that come up? for them Mm -hmm. that prevent them, like that make them take a step back as they're discovering and as they're going through this process with you, what do you feel are some roadblocks that come up that get in their way? Yeah, um, for sure. They're the same reasons they probably come and work with Mm -hmm. me, right? Uh, Right. It's the shame. It's the trauma. It's the thousands of years of conditioning that sex is dirty and bad and should be hidden and is for a man's pleasure and for making babies only and definitely only fucking in marriage like these are the messages we received whether we receive them directly or not if it wasn't from our parents it could be from grandparents aunts uncles friends neighbors teachers there's so many messages that we received and we're confused like if we really think about it before we do any of this work really diving in. Like we are so confused of, should we do this? And should we do that? And should we do it like the movies? And what about porn? Like there's messages from there too, that are totally inaccurate. So there's a lot, there's a lot. If you haven't done this work to dissect literally your sexuality and your body and what that means, your sacred energy, your sexual energy. Like if you haven't dissected this and really looked at this, 99% of us are walking around disconnected and no shame, like none. Like I was like until my forties, when I started this journey, I was so disconnected. I used to say, I was like, what do you mean? What does my body want? I have no fucking clue. I feel like I'm walking around boobs up or neck up. Like that's all there was. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. It has been on my own healing journey. 
of reclaiming me, literally reclaiming me, releasing trauma, speaking my truth, learning how to set up boundaries that I've been able to cultivate that safety and to go inwards and to really explore my sacred sexuality and my body and my pleasure and all of that. So there's a lot of blockages and a lot of things that could be affecting somebody and it's pretty well everybody. So yeah, depends on the messaging, depends on, it could be even many of us hold, you know, this is an example, like babies actually self-pleasure in the womb. They have, they have um, ultrasounds showing babies self-pleasuring or masturbating in the womb. I prefer self-pleasuring, much gentler, nicer word. And little children do to help put themselves to sleep. And, you know, as they start exploring and going into their eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, teen years, depends where most likely our generation and all the way back has been shamed once or multiple times for playing, for exploring, for touching. Um, so there can be a lot in there with our inner children as well, that our body, we have no clue why we can't even talk about masturbation or self-pleasure, but our body is like, I know, or yeah, there's so much a partner could say, you know, I want to see you play or touch yourself. And it's like, I know, and it can send us into a trauma response because way back when the parts we don't remember, which we don't need to remember, we were shamed. We were our hand was smacked. We were told you're not going to do that. You're going to go to hell. There's so much messaging, so much messaging. So we really just get to look at this messaging and look what your unique messaging is in your body and listen to your body because your body will always hold those answers to what's holding you back. Typically, we actually start working with desires like what do you desire? And it might not be a sexual desire, but what do you desire? How do you want to feel? How do you want to connect to your body, to your partner, to yourself? And then look at desires and then start to follow them and see, okay, well, what's holding us back from having these? And when we go underneath, that's when we find the fears. That's when we find the blockages in our body and we work through those. So it depends. Everybody's going to be unique in there, but there's so many reasons why. Yeah. And I, I think particularly here in the Midwest, well, I'm sure it's here in the Midwest, there's a lot of shame uh, involved with sex because of religion, because Absolutely. of the upbringing, the church. Um, I know that for me personally, that that was a huge part of the the teachings for myself when I was in junior high and high school was um, the shame that was involved with premarital sex and having to have those conversations with myself eventually and understanding kind of where that comes from. And, and, uh, I think that it's okay to, I think it's, it's having the awareness of being like enough awareness within yourself to be like, okay, I don't want it to be this way. Like this, Cause I feel like you are off, like there is, and you just like said it, like you're, you felt disconnected from your body until you were like in your forties. Like, I feel that we, if we were to sit down and like, I talk about this with my clients sometimes with meditation, cause people are always like, I can't meditate my I'm too busy. My brain's too busy. And, but we don't, we make these excuses on why we can't pay attention to our body. Just even with the simple fact of meditation and just, I think it's a trauma that. response. Ah. I, I think it's a trauma okay. response because it's too painful to be in our bodies. Yes. If we slow down and we be alone and quiet, 
and drop in, it's like, fuck, no, I'm out of here. Right. And it's, it's a very unconscious trauma response. It's not like we're going, oh, no way, not going there. I better find something to do. It's very unconscious. Yes. Our bodies are trying to protect us. We're trying right. to survive. Right. But there is a whole other world underneath that we are, are being kept from essentially with all the messaging and, and shame and religion and you name it. And I'm in Canada and that's still religion and shame is still there. Yeah. And yet my mom and dad didn't take me to church. My grandparents did occasionally, and I still received that the messages of you're going to hell and this is this and oh my gosh. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how in depth and how much you are in religion or have been in the past. It is like in us. It yeah. is in us. And we're also holding not only our shame and trauma, we're also holding our mothers and fathers and oh, their yeah. parents and their parents and their parents. We're talking thousands and thousands of years, actually when a trauma or something like that happens, it's how, and a trauma is something that we receive as painful and hurtful. Mm -hmm. It could be for being smacked for touching yourself. And that was like, <gasps> right. To somebody right. else that might not look like trauma, but to our body, we are like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Right. When we take that inside, anytime there's a trauma and it can be big, little, small, doesn't matter. There's no such thing. Actually, it's all again, how we take it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it changes our DNA. It changes our DNA and it changes then all of our children and future children and so forth's DNA. Like it actually runs down the line and there's total scientific studies on this. So wow. we've got a lot to clear and it's actually, it's actually our time. This is, this is the generation where if you're feeling the call, it is our time to clear this shit. It is our time to heal and it is our time to change the next generations going forward and show them there's another way. I, total chills right now. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think understanding that you're worthy of that. Mm. It's like so worthy. And I think people are scared of that. I think like the work that I do with, with singles and with matchmaking, it's like get, helping them understand that they're deserving. Like, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with women were like, they're like, does this exist? Does it really exist? I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. it exists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it absolutely does exist. It's just, you have to allow and, and, and allow the, allow it to exist for you. And I think yeah. there's a fear that's involved with that too. Like, oh my gosh, if yeah. I crack that open, what's on the other side. There's a big fear there. Big. Yeah. Because as yeah. I've also said, we're going to step into our unapologetic power. That is our power. That is our innate worthy power that is within us that we have been hiding for thousands of years. If we go back way, way back in folklore and history, not really folklore, history, women were in their power. We were the ones who nurtured and collected and did all of this really, really beautiful earth healing stuff. Herbs, essential oils, sacred sexuality has been around for 5,000 years, mm -hmm. right? So we did all of this. However, there was a beautiful thing called the witch trials where many of us were literally persecuted, right? Whether it's your family, whether you were threatened, whether it was your great, 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 great aunt's sister that she had to say, yes, she's a witch because if not, they would burn and kill their children. Like there was threats from women to women pitting against each other. Men were also included in this. So it is in our bodies that this is not safe to be in our power. Mm. And witches weren't burned, like women and men were burned. Right. It was women and men that were burnt and, and hurt and drowned and all of these things, right? Like, but because they spoke up, because they were in their power, because they set boundaries, because they said no, 
because they said, this is my power. This is my strength. I'm brilliant in this area. Come learn from me. Yeah. So we're afraid of our power. And I share that just so we can acknowledge that. But if you feel that calling, like if I go back in history, in my history, I always felt this inner spark. Always. I always had this calling dreams. Um, I'm funny if, if you're watching the video, I'm wearing like some sacred sexuality earrings today, which is like the Kundalini snake, but I had nightmares as children. I thought they were nightmares of snakes. Mm. So I've always had and then they got totally fear, but only in my dreams did snakes show up. And I was like afraid, but I actually don't think I was. I actually think this was always in me. It was like this awakening, wanting to come out, wanting to be seen, wanted to be listened to and heard and shared. Yeah. yeah. And I think, oh gosh, and it, I think that this really could, I mean, really just, if you think about this, it's it's everything with our lives as, as well as humans, both men and women, but I think more so women, just like you said, it's understanding our power, understanding our power within our career, understanding our power within our relationships, understanding our power with our friendships, with our family, being able to stand up to our family. Because like when we finally take back our lives and we're like, I'm not going to allow this story to be my story anymore. It's not only like read having these conversations with yourself, but it's also like looking at your parents and looking at the, looking at them and being like, I'm not going to do it this way. I'm going to do it my way. And having the, the gusto and the, and the strength to do something like that. And that's why I think us as coaches and having us in their corner is, uh, is beneficial to have somebody's support and encouragement and love and, uh, having somebody there to tell you that it's okay. Yeah. And it's hard to stand up and speak our truth and and create those boundaries when we're focused on the outward, because we're like, Oh, what are they going to say? Oh, what are they going to say? Judgment, shame. Um, We're we're really worried in our core that we're going to lose safety, love and belonging. But when we can actually come inside and find our strength and power from within, because it is in there, I guarantee it. It is within every single human that's listening. If we can find that power from within and then create those boundaries um, way totally different, totally different. They're not going to fall down versus he's kind of like the, the three pigs, one who built it out of sticks or hay is going to fall down when we're going outwards, but we can build that strong core that starts with us. That house isn't complain. Is it ain't going to blow down? Let's there you, there you go. <laughs> and I think it's, I mean, it takes longer to build a house out of brick than it does out of straw. And I think mm-hmm. that people, they want to speed up this process. They want to mm-hmm. like jump, uh, not have to, cause it's more painful as you're going mm-hmm. through it and having to sit with it, just like you said, because of trauma and not being able to be comfortable and sitting with our own bodies. It's, I think that that's also the fear of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to uncover and what is there? And what are the conversations I'm going to have with myself? But it's all worth it in the end. I think it's, Oh my gosh. Yes. And to me, like part of it is like just accepting the fact that your life can be what you want it to be. And that it's you that's getting in the way of all of that. And even though you're going through the process and it, and it may be painful, I feel like it's temporary because the rewards are there truly. Yeah. Yeah. I was so afraid to say yes to this work 
way back then. I bet you um, were. Oh my gosh. I was yeah. so shut down, so guilty, so disconnected. And I was like, ah, I'm a bad mother. I'm a bad oh. wife. Like I was so afraid. But as soon as I did lean in and say yes, it was like, oh, and it was like making a snowman. If you have snow, you start with a little ball, right? And you start rolling it and it grows and it grows and it's fun. Uh, is there shit? Is there, you know, stuff that we have to release and heal along the way? Sure. Yeah. yeah. But it is so empowering. And you're like, no, I got this. Like, it's fun. It is mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. And wow, what a change in your life, in your relationships with your partners, with your children, with your parents, with your clients is such a change and it is just it literally is changing the world and it's mm. so needed mm. you're so needed i'm so mm. glad that you do the work that you do um well kim if my audience wants to work with you my love where do they find you Absolutely. Uh, nice and easy. Get your sexy back.ca. That is my business. CA for Canada. If you want to put it in.com, you could also use kimcoffin.com. It goes to the same place. So my website's kimcoff or get your sexy back.ca or kimcoffin.com. Um, my podcast, get your sexy back podcast, my private Facebook group for, for female identifying humans, get your sexy back as well. And yeah, just reach out. You can friend me personally on Facebook at Kim Coffin or follow me on Instagram, which is get your sexy back coach with underscores in between. There's a very consistent pattern here. Um, all of the links are on my website. You can check that out. And yeah, if you want to talk, have a free call. I'm happy to chat the tantric sex um, weekend retreats for couples is coming up in October 14th to 16th. It's all online. It's all virtual, private and discreet. There's also the singles for women only retreat on November 4th to 6th. There's really limited spots in these retreats. There's like eight or 12 spots, but depending on which weekend and um, get in there, try it. Or if you want to talk, we can talk. I'm sure you'll yeah. drop all the links in the show notes. Too. I will. I'll drop them all the links, all the links. Well, Kim, thank you. It's so wonderful thank you having so you much. here. And I appreciate you and all of, and the magnificent, wonderful, beautiful work that you're doing. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. Uh, I am so excited to have somebody like Kim in my life that can, I can bring onto the show and we can have these conversations. So I hope that you were able to walk away with something. Uh, if anything, my friend, uh, just start this conversation with yourself. And um, I know that uh, there's a lot that can be bottled up inside of us when it comes to, especially when it comes to sex. So if anything, if you, if you feel that maybe um, this might've opened something to maybe where you can seek out help, I would highly suggest that you do because it will benefit you in the long run and hopefully help you uh, in a healthy relationship. So thank you again, Kim, for being a part of the show. And remember, if you're brand new to the podcast, you can always subscribe. So please make sure to subscribe or follow or rate or review this episode, uh, either on Apple or on Spotify. I would really appreciate that. I'd love, 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 love having your reviews. And if you're over on Instagram or Facebook, please come on, come on and follow me at Cat Cantrell. All right, my friend. <sighs> Thank you so much for being here. And remember, true love is waiting for you and I will see you 